Welcome to Ground Zero, the clash of punk rock and politics. You are about to enter the Remso Republic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the one but only Remso Republic. I'm your host as always, Remso W. Martinez. It's great to have you all here again. I can't tell you how impressed I am. I mean, I, I remember last year when we launched the program and... I, I was really just hoping, like, you know, no one ever wants to admit this, but when, when you have absolutely no budget, everyone thinks you're going to fail, and uh, you're putting out little promo episodes to test the waters, you at least hope that your mom is listening or something. I know that's that's really petty, but, you know, this is, this is kind of like our anniversary month. By the time this comes out, this is, you know, around late March, early April, this is... This is like the anniversary month, and this is special. And as we look at everything we've done so far, as we look at all the great places we're going with this, you know, I'm, I'm just really thankful. I'm just really thankful. And everyone thought the world was going to end when the new year started. But, you know, things, you know, give or take, things are going in a pretty good direction. We still have people pushing for liberty out there. Speaking of which, we have our guest tonight. I do want to give you a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, backstory for the night to kind of give you an insight into what goes on with the show so for those of you that you know kind of keep track of things you know that this is not what producer ryan and i do full-time um we're both full-time college students you know it, it it comes with a little bit of give and take here and there we've got to adjust certain things to make sure that we can always put out a weekly show for you with the best quality but sometimes you know stupid stupid shit happens for example, some of you might be able to empathize with this. I have to take a class that every person, and I'm a transfer for here at Liberty University, I have to take a stupid fucking class that everyone has to take. It's called Information Systems. And by the time you're listening to this now, I, I already passed the class, so I could say as much shit about it as I want. I'm graduating, so yeah, fuck all that stuff. But bottom line, it basically is a class all about working your computer how to work microsoft how to work word how to work an email how to search the internet you know basic things that most children learn how to do before they can walk these days and i know what you're thinking why didn't you just test out well about a year ago when i came here i tried to take the exemption test online with about six of my roommates and for the record sorry for the record three of them were computer science majors one of them was actually a microsoft intern and everyone else had some type of engineering degree. The six of us failed that freaking test because it was rigged to make us all look like we don't know how to send an email. I'm sorry. If you're like 20 years old and you can't send an email or work word or Google something, you shouldn't be in college for one. So I have to deal with that type of stuff. And that gets in the way of this. But I'm not going to let that get in the way anymore. I want to talk about one good thing. I want to talk about one awesome thing that's going on. For those of you that are like deep in the woods of Libertarian Party politics and everything like that, you know that there's one state that it seems every election cycle really kicks ass. Like this is the one state that never disappoints. We're talking about Washington. And today we have someone who's a bit of a Washington Libertarian idol, if we could say that. He's someone who's like a super activist. You may have seen him. Well, heard him on the Johnny Rocket Launchpad and other places. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Addis. Paul, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Love the show. Not a problem. It's great to have you on. This is really cool because here in Virginia, 
it's like we had this giant libertarian surge in 2013 and 2014. And it seems like um, this past year and, you know, year and a half, everything just kind of went downhill and everything awesome people had worked on, everything that my brother and I had worked on when we were members of the Libertarian Party of Virginia here. It seems like a bunch of people just took a giant crap on it. Now, I'm not here to talk about those people. I don't want to you know, throw <laughs> mud at anyone. But if I ever want to see an example of libertarians actually working, I look at Washington. <laughs> And you guys are, I mean, Washington's a really weird state because, you know, you've got Michael Pickens that's trying to create a freaking libertarian city. And then Seattle, you guys go ahead and elect a socialist. Yeah, it's uh, it's something else out here. It's it's quite the playing ground. Uh, but I think you kind of hit on it. It's It really is about the people. Uh, when you talk about people doing this or people doing that, you know, you're state, city, county, party, all the activism is going to be a reflection of the people that are involved. And you mentioned Michael Pickens. Uh, he, he, of course, came to Washington. Uh, he was uh, brought on as kind of an executive director of the state party, which wasn't really doing much at the time as far as activism and running candidates. And uh, he kind of took over in a sense. And and one of the things he does well is he inspires people, motivates people. So he did that here. We had a bunch of candidates. Then in 2014, we had about we had zero before that. Then we had 12 in 2014. You know, we had more than that in 2015. We had 32 this year. So uh, not only that, but also parties are spouting up in different counties and cities. And so it's people like Michael and people like Stephen Nielsen and David Trainer and then candidates and activists like myself and and uh, Michelle Darnell uh, who did a great campaign this year here in the Seattle area, actually on the east side. And uh, so it's those kind of people that really build a fire, kind of st- uh, get the sparks going and, and uh, you know, keep the fire going. And uh, so that, you know, that, that's the way it is in Washington. We've just been very fortunate to have some good people. But we, you know, we like you, we've had our uh, share of, of folks that come along and then they're gone the next day. And uh, we just try and keep it going. Yeah, and this isn't your first uh, go-around, right? Didn't you run for governor, lieutenant governor recently? Right. Last year, I ran for lieutenant governor, and there were 11 candidates. And so that's uh, you, you really get the vote diluted with 11 candidates. So I didn't make it through our top two primary system, which means in, in the August primary, uh, we have you have to make it through as one of the top two vote-getters. So with 11 folks... We had one Republican, one Democrat, and there were multiple Republicans or mul- multiple Democrats in that 11-candidate field. And uh, one from each party went through the top two. So, But I did get some good uh, exposure. It was a good platform to talk about the p- philosophy of liberty and the Libertarian Party. And one of the interesting things that happened, I was on uh, in a debate out in Spokane that was on our what's really like the C-SPAN of Washington. It's a TBW and someone from the Association of Washington Businesses, which is a large group of, of uh, businesses, kind of a trade group, and they, uh, so someone from there contacted me after that debate and said they were interested in having me become a member and help to uh, give my input on legislation based on the fact that they had seen me in the debate and they said that my voice out of the eight people that were on that stage, they thought I had a unique perspective, which of course I did because I was the only libertarian and they, <laughs> they appreciated it. So it's, it's that kind of, you know, exposure that we look for at times, 
Uh, of course, you want to win every campaign you run. And for somebody who's competitive, it can be very difficult, I guess, psychologically. Uh, and, and certainly you leave your ego at the door because as a third party, it's an uphill battle. And so you just do your best to continue fighting those battles and, and winning where you can. Yeah, I've, I definitely understand. And I, I can't say I've been in your shoes. I've never been the candidate for a race, but I mean, I, the very first, you know, campaign I ever worked on was for a uh, house of delegates out here in Virginia. And then I, it was, you know, the libertarian party primaries and the presidential primaries and a bunch of, you know, Senate races across the country. So it is definitely a humbling experience because you, you put your all out there. You're expecting other people to be just as committed as you are. And right there's, you know, the right. fatal conceit. No one is ever going to be as motivated as you are, but it's the ability to keep things going, which is the real task at hand. Right. And then of course, uh, what, and I'll, and again, I give credit to Michael Pickens, uh, when he came out here back in, you know, it was around 2012, 2013, when he started getting things going here, one of his ideas was that the more people we ran in the races around the state, the more experience we would get. And therefore, when the new people would come in, like now, new members are joining, and they look to those of us who have run. I ran a state rep race in 2014, ran the lieutenant governor race last year. And, uh, and when I was down in Seattle, uh, I actually was elected on a small uh, neighborhood council, the Belltown Community Council, as vice president, which was just a small little group in, in Belltown. But it was downtown Seattle. So um, there's a, you learn a lot through that. So he was right in that, that we've all learned a lot. We've made mistakes, and that's kind of part of the learning curve. So I think that's a part of our success here in Washington for the success that we've had. That's part of it. And I think in that sense, his plan has worked well. And so uh, we, we look forward to continuing to help those that are coming along behind us and continue to grow this thing. Definitely. Paul, we're going to go ahead and keep this conversation going. But first of all, folks, we're going to go ahead and hit our first commercial break. Hang on tight. You're listening to the Remster Republic. We'll be right back in a moment. The voice of the Liberty Generation, Remzo W. Martinez. <laughs> Take the show on the go by subscribing to the Rimza Republic on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and YouTube. Don't be left out. Hey everyone, the Johnny Rocket Launchpad is Liberty. Each week we strive to bring you the best guests in talk radio. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad delivers weekly interviews of noteworthy politicians, experts, and activists. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad is bringing the party to the Libertarian Party and launching ideas in your direction. Check us out at johnnyrocketlaunchpad.com. You can hear me, Kurt Nelson, and the beautiful Heather Nixon talk about the ideas of liberty, rock and roll. Hey guys, Tim Preuss here, and I wanted to take a minute and invite you to stop over to PreussPodcast.com and give our show a listen. We've got in-depth commentary on the issues that matter to you. These hookers. <laughs> Fucking whores are out there. These hookers, man, I tell you. Yeah, that's like the most contact I've had with the hooker. Is them yelling at you. yelling at me on Twitter. We break down the most pressing issues of our time. This large lady with, like, tight clothing on. Not appropriately linked tight clothing either. And we get the most intelligent analysis from friends of ours like Jeffrey Tucker. You pulled over engine trouble and, and what happened, what happened? 
I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, uh, oh, I, oh, God. Seriously, though, we love putting on a show that both entertains and educates. We're growing, and we'd be thrilled if you joined us. Check out preusspodcast.com for more. That's P-R-E-U-S-S podcast.com. Make sure to visit libertarianwingmedia.com where you can find articles written by libertarians all over the world on all of today's issues. Check out our podcast network with monthly and weekly podcasts. Check out our libertarian t-shirt store with t-shirts like Make Markets Free Again and Make Markets Not War. And you too can become an author at Libertarian Wing Media and write what you want, when you want. Just email alexmerced at alexmerced.com. Thank you very much. party campaigns as you mentioned is that it's a lot of you know it's a lot of effort and most of the time you're gonna see a lot of disappointment in the end but the crazy thing about washington and you brought this up earlier you've got a team of people that continually run in these different races you have a bunch of people that are continually putting effort to keep things alive i mean it it takes more than just thinking we could probably win this because I bet deep down for a lot of people, you know, at the beginning, they're like, man, this is such an uphill climb. What what yeah. really motivates you guys? I mean, for a lot of people, you know, it is just the opportunity to put out these free market, you know, individualism oriented principles. For other people, you know, they, they just like to be rabble rousers and get in the scene and piss everyone off. Because, I mean, it is fun to, um, you know, annoy Democrats and Republicans and everyone else like that. So you've got those <laughs> types of people. But is there like a common motivator that keeps you guys going through all this adversity? Well, the the, the one the folks that I know out here, the leadership in Washington and the Libertarian Party, of course, they're all individuals. So that means uh, they all have their own reason. Although I think you make a very good point. It, it really does come down to your why. You say, what is your why? Why? What gets gets you going to get out there and put yourself on the front lines to do all that effort and, and maybe a lot of times not see as much return on that investment as you'd like. And for the, the folks out here, I think uh, if I had to pick a common thing, I think a, a lot of folks here just see the results of, of what's been going on. And honestly, I think they really are contrary to maybe some stereotypes of uh, libertarians is they, they are really, caring and compassionate and uh they care about people and they see what happens to people when you know an authoritarian or tyrannical uh, the government gets too big that situation they see what have people you know can't get jobs because they've had a felony because they were they found with some pot on them or you know they can't you know do their farming like they want to because of the regulations or they can't get housing because of the regulations that are causing the housing prices to go up. And so they see people hurting and 
And, and then that's, I think, a great motivator if you're the type of person that cares about people. Because honestly, as, as my good friend Robin Kerner has said, uh, that the only legitimate ends of politics is people. So if you care about people, and, and we are all a part of this human race, so I think that's a great motivator. And I think that's what I, a lot of the people I know here in Washington, they really do care about people and want to help them. And so it keeps you going. I really wish that more people explained the concept of what liberty means, because with, with that, I mean, it's different than freedom, because freedom means that there is no restraint, there is no obligation. Liberty involves a sense of responsibility. And, you know, for me, I, I came through libertarianism from Ayn Rand. So I saw I always saw it as more of an objectivist type of view. But the thing about liberty for most people and, you know, I still think Americans, whether they believe it or not, we, we still see the world through a very biblical worldview and being, you know, just this this beautiful country. And I don't think people give ourselves enough credit. We genuinely care for our communities and libertarians. We have that, you know, we have a very uncaring stereotype that you mentioned. We have this idea. I mean, people have this idea that we're selfish. We're greedy. We want to shut ourselves in and we're, you know, just waiting in our, you know, bomb shelters waiting for the zombie apocalypse to come and we don't care about anyone and we want to rip off the poor and everything else. But it, it comes down to this idea that we genuinely want to help people because I, I tell people this all the time. I hate politics and I never wanted to get involved in politics or even try and throw my hand in <laughs> understanding government until I right. began to realize that while you might not take an interest in politics, Gosh, the state has a sure of a hell of an interest in you. Right. Right. And and I think the key to that for, for us, the libertarians, is that we understand, uh, you know, kind of what Martin Luther King Jr. said, which is uh, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. You know, it, it's certainly a reason why I do a lot of my activism when I travel for protests and things. And it's certainly a reason why I do what I do in the Libertarian Party. And for a lot of people out here in Washington, it's the same way. We understand that even if I don't smoke pot, I understand how much it hurts you and all of us if you get put in jail or get a felony on your record for that. I, we understand that. So, uh, you know, the, the spying on people, you know, I understand that even if I don't think I have anything to hide, I understand the danger that comes with letting the government into your private life without a just cause. So, you know, it, it is about that. And I think you're right. It, it's a stereotype that we're not that way in the Libertarian Party. But honestly, that's what it's all about. Exactly. Folks, we're going to go ahead and cut to our final commercial early because I want to give this conversation a little bit more depth instead of, you know, like we usually do it. So hang on. We'll be right back right after this quick commercial break. We'll be back shortly. Stay up to date with the latest news and updates by visiting remzorepublic.com. Make sure to subscribe to all the podcasts on the Libertarian Wing Media Podcast Network on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher, such as the Alex Mercedcast, with interesting interviews with interesting people every week. Breaking Progressives, spending time every week breaking down left-wing narratives and showing what's real and what's fake. Economics Why Not, a weekly look at economics and applying economic principles to daily life. Better Today, a weekly podcast where we take a look on ways to improve your life and be better today. 
Libertarian Commons is a podcast where we play audio from the video archives of Alex Merced from his videos dating back to 2008. Liberty Public Access, a podcast where anyone can submit an episode. Submit your episodes to Alex Merced at alexmerced.com. Have you been wanting to start your own podcast? Then subscribe to Podcast and Logging Tips and Tricks, a weekly podcast about how to host your podcast, how to produce your podcast, and how to market your podcast. We'll be adding some monthly podcasts to the lineup soon, including Make Markets Free Again, a monthly look at what's going on in markets and regulation all over the world, and the Free VST podcast, looking at free VST instruments for electronic music producers. Listen to these podcasts by going to libertarianwingmedia.com or subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And if you enjoy the podcast, tell your friends and leave a positive review on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Folks, welcome back. I, I know we went to that commercial break a little early. I just want to give this conversation a little bit more depth as we kind of wrap things up. Because it's not every day you actually get a, a really skilled communicator for the ideas of these principles as, you know, we, our guest today, Paul Addis. So, Paul, ma- maybe, you. You could, maybe you could answer this for me. You know, I, I, live in, I live in Virginia right now, and I grew up in Fairfax County. And right now I'm out in Lynchburg, Virginia at Liberty University. And, it, you know, we, we really are two states because you, you look at any map and you'll see you know it, it's red down south and then you have that little communist blue blurb in northern virginia right outside of dc and they could nominate joseph stalin as the democratic nominee in fairfax county will still vote for equality and elect him and uh, they end up taking the state with them so is it kind of like that out in Washington? Because I know that it Seattle is. elected a freaking socialist several years ago, and that chick is still on there. Like, what it the is. hell? And yeah, that and that and uh, Sharma Sawant is on the city council. She's a socialist, and she is still going strong. She is at, she's you know calling for protests to to block streets and things like that in downtown. To still, so yeah, it is. It is like that here in Washington. Where's she from? That, uh, well, her, her husband, I believe, is, is uh, an executive at Microsoft, so I don't know what where the they're hell? from, but she's certainly living high off the capitalist system. Yeah, because so if, you, if you look at her name, and I mean, let's just assume maybe she's Indian or Pakistani, obviously those policies work so well down there that we need them yeah. here. Anyway, I well, digress. Please continue. Well, no, I, I, and I think you know, and, and, and this is where I think libertarians can make inroads in, into any place. You, 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 you know, of course you don't want to impugn the character of, I would say, your, your, your adversary or your opponent, but those in other groups from you. And so you want to find out why do people vote for somebody like Sharma Swan, a socialist? Why is it that they can have that kind of effect? And and I think in the end, uh, they too, in their own way, are, are concerned about people that, and and maybe uh, they just don't see the same, you know, means as we do to to get people that help. So it's part of our job to communicate that. And even in a place like Seattle, but yeah, the the state of Washington is very much like you described in Virginia. Seattle and King County is the, the huge population center, very blue. The rest of the state is. is relatively red, especially east of the Cascades. 
So we have that same situation here. But as King County goes and Seattle, so goes the state because of the population size of King County. So we have our work cut out for us here there to make any real effectual change in state politics. Uh, King County is going to be important. That is that that's sad, especially what I'm sorry, the, the idea that people <laughs> care about everyone so much they're willing to steal from their neighbors at gunpoint. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, in terms of just this woman individually, I've done so many articles and blogs. I even wrote a giant white paper about her minimum wage policy. It's like a 16 page yeah. white paper in like micro font. I'm trying to get that thing published right now. <laughs> well, but, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if this is in your paper. But one of the, and this also happened in Los Angeles, and you may have touched on this, but here in Seattle, one of the unions that was strongly supporting that push for the $15 minimum wage, once the mayor in the city brought on to it and rolled out their plan to to eventually get it to $15, I think this year it's 13 something or 14. But uh, after they accepted that at the city and implemented that plan, then that one, that union, and I don't remember the number off the top of my head, the number of the union, but they came back to the city and said, we would like to get a waiver for any business that has our union. We want our workers not to necessarily get paid that so wow. that they can bar- so so they can bargain for other benefits, which of course, <laughs> which of course was part of the argument of the opposition to that was that people should be able to, you know, if you don't pay them the $15, they might get other benefits that would outweigh that and therefore you put the business owners in a place where they can't afford to give all the benefits they would have given because of the labor costs. So it, it's, it, it's quite, I, you know, it, it, to me, it's more of a power grab. They, because that puts the businesses, if, if the city were doing it, they would put the businesses that don't have those, that union, they would have to pay the wage. And so it almost gives the workers there a reason to want that union to come in. So it almost seems like a way to, to just for the union to get into more businesses with that kind of incentive. So it's, yeah, it's very interesting the way that all works. And, and, and again, so I don't think they're naive in, in that sense. I think they understand what they're doing and they know that it, it it's going to cause problems. That is insane. And if it was not in my paper a moment ago, I sure as heck am adding it after this. Yeah. Look that up. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's just, Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not a math guy. I, you know, all all my economics, everything, I'm I'm self-taught on everything. But even just simple things that I think people should get, they don't get. And out out here in Lynchburg, Virginia, I mean, I'm I'm a bit of a conservative echo chamber. So, you know, we don't necessarily have people fighting for a $15 minimum wage here, but we have people that are afraid of, you know, Mexicans taking their jobs. But um, I was at Sam's Club grocery shopping the other day and I saw something which should probably send shivers down the spine of every person asking for a $15 minimum wage. I saw an automated sample dispenser, an automated (laughs) sample dispenser. And no, it wasn't just giving candy out. It was straight up giving like little cups of like tilapia for people, microwaves and everything. So the lady with the hairnet and the little oven on the table not gone. there anymore. She's sitting at home wondering where her job went. There used to because I I used to you know I I get I would go there grocery shopping because as a college student you know I need my jumbo pack ramen, but um, <laughs> you know I I would see at least you know like like I'm just pulling a random number out. There are 16 aisles in the frozen section at Sam's Club. You're gonna have 16 people giving out samples, 
And this time I saw like four or five <laughs> machines there. And I'm like, other, you know, Mexicans aren't taking your job, folks. Yeah. It's machines. And all yeah, you are people on the left asking for 15 bucks, the machine works for nothing. Yeah, Sam's mom didn't raise a dummy. That's for sure. They know what they're doing. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So anyway, sir, I don't want to take up too much of your time. We've had a great conversation. If people want to learn more about you, connect with your campaign, donate, volunteer, push for liberty in your town in Washington State, how could they do so? Uh, well, here in Washington State, our the uh, website for the party here is lpwa.org. That's for the Libertarian Party of Washington. And then myself, I'm running for a city council seat this year in Kent, Washington, where I live. And that is Addis for the number four Kent K E N T dot com Addis for Kent dot com. Sir, thank you so much for coming on the program. It was an absolute blast having you on. Oh yeah, I enjoyed it, folks. Thank you. Not a problem, sir. Folks, just you know, adversity comes all the time, and politics is extremely unforgiving. But the thing that we need to know is that. The moment you just stop, the moment you just refuse to keep going, that's that's a victory for the status. That's a victory for the progressives right there. They could beat you, but when they silence you, they've defeated you. Effort matters, but if you do truly believe in these ideas, nothing should ever stop you. We should keep them going. But what's an easy way to do that? Well, I, I don't know, but... Maybe you could share the show. You know, we're on Facebook, and you can find me on Twitter at Repso101. And while you're at it, subscribe. And you can send the link to a friend. You know, we're everywhere. We're on Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Player FM. And the Self-Defense Radio Network. You, you name a place, we're probably already there. If not, you can't find us. Go ahead and go to RemsoRepublic.com. Click the podcast tab, and we'll hook you up right there. As always, be good to your neighbor. Be kind. Be awesome. And advance liberty everywhere, anywhere, all the time. I'm Ramsa W. Martinez. Good night. Stay connected to Liberty's Rabble Rouser on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with the latest episodes, blogs, and other available content. What are you waiting for?